Hello, and welcome to Listen to Your Heart, the podcast where we explore the clinical management of high-risk patients with established cardiovascular disease in the context of the latest Canadian Cardiovascular Society guidelines. I'm your host, George Stanislaus, and with me on the program today is Dr. Sean Goodman. Welcome, Sean. Thanks, George. Dr. Goodman is a cardiologist and associate head in the Division of Cardiology, Department of Medicine at St. Michael's Hospital, a professor of medicine at the University of Toronto, and an adjunct professor of medicine at the University of Alberta. Uh, As you know, Sean, today we're going to be talking a little bit about the uh, recurrent MI patient, which is clearly a very um, high-risk patient population. Uh, These patients had prior MI and now are coming in with a, a recurrent cardiovascular event. So we clearly want to optimize their care to try to avoid future events. And and these patients are uh, clearly going to benefit from intensive uh, lipid lowering therapy. So I want to ask you, Sean, you know, how have these new guidelines uh, changed your practice in terms of lipid management for the patient with a recurrent MI? Thanks, George. I think uh, that the uh, some of the key pieces of the uh, 2021 guidelines have identified uh, those individuals with, for example, atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease that are already on maximally tolerated statin and are still not at the guideline recommended threshold, threshold rather than the previous uh, targets that, that were employed, for example, in 2016, that reminds us that we're not done our job when we kind of get close uh, to the target, so to speak, but that there's a there's a threshold that we need to at least strive towards getting below as it relates to not only LDL cholesterol, uh, but also non-HDL and apolipoprotein B. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, these patients with recurrent MI, in some cases, you know, having a recurrent MI, in my view, is, is a bit of a failure. Um, and certainly in a patient who's uh, not, hasn't achieved a low enough LDL uh, or ApoB concentration, uh, you know, especially in 2022, when we have all these um, available therapies, to see these patients come back in inadequately treated uh, with a recurrent MI uh, really, really bothers me. So I think it's, I, I do agree with you that these new guidelines, you know, with these um, intensification thresholds at, you know, 1.8 millimoles per liter for LDL cholesterol or 0.7 for ApoB, uh, really drive home the point that we really need to be aggressive in the management of these types of patients. Uh, Sean, why do you think, you know, the patient with a recurrent MI, clearly high risk, why do you think these patients are at such high risk and why should they be specifically targeted for um, treatment intensification with a PCSK inhibitor or other therapy? I think it's just based upon the data from uh, the two large cardiovascular outcome trials, Odyssey Outcomes and Fourier. From that, we've learned that those patients with a previous MI uh, who then have another, uh, in other words, a recurrent MI, um, these sort of frequent flyers uh, are, are at particularly high risk for subsequent major adverse cardiovascular event uh, occurrence. And, and they derive from the trials similar relative but even larger absolute benefit from treatment intensification with the PCSK9 inhibition. And we recently published in the Canadian Journal of Cardiology a subgroup analysis from the Odyssey Outcomes trial, which uh, enrolled exclusively post-ACS, one to 12 months post-ACS patients. Uh, so 
these individuals uh, with previous MI, the subgroup within that overall uh, patient population, all of whom had at least one uh, MI or acute coronary syndrome in the past, but the ones that had previous MI had, they were older, they were more likely to be male, they had all kinds of higher rates of cardiovascular risk factors and other previous events and procedures. And, and these individuals, if you looked at the placebo rate, and the estimated four-year risk of MACE was more than double in those individuals who had had a previous MI, i.e. recurrent myocardial infarction patient, compared to those who this was their first go-round. And we're talking like 21% versus about 9%. So it, it, in, in absolute terms, pretty large differences as well. And even the mortality rates were more than double uh, with uh, over four years time. Uh, so people that have recurrent MI are clearly at high risk. And what we showed, of course, uh, within uh, the Odyssey Outcomes trial was that alirocumab consistently reduced the relative risk of events. And this is regardless of you know, the presence or absence of a, of a history of prior MI, whether they were or were not a recurrent MI patient. Uh, but because of the much higher risk for MACE amongst those with recurrent MI, the absolute risk reductions with alirocumab were numerically much greater. And of course, that translates into a much lower number needed to treat um, of those particular uh, individuals. And the Fourier trial uh, was a, a broader ASCVD population. It didn't specifically focus on recent MI, but they did a post-hoc analysis that was again, very consistent with the Odyssey outcomes results. They looked at patients who had had two or more previous myocardial infarctions, and they you know, uh, showed that uh, a larger uh, absolute benefit was observed with evolocumab compared to placebo, in the recurrent MI patient population uh, compared to those uh, who, who did not have that. So if we pool that information sort of together indirectly, we've got about 9,000 patients in the two large outcome trials that had a recent MI um, and, and then put together uh, a recent MI and had had a previous MI. So this is the recurrent MI patient population. And there again, was a clear and consistent benefit of PCSK9 inhibition added on top of maximally tolerated statin plus or minus azetamide um, uh, with important relative, but particularly large absolute benefits. Wow, that's actually quite a striking uh, finding uh, that, you, that, that you're describing there with a doubling of the risk in, in these patients. I mean, I think it just drives home the point that these patients are just really, really high risk, you know, for, for many of the reasons you mentioned, um, you know, these patients are, are often very, very different uh, than the average patient um, and have a high burden of risk factors uh, you know, one of the things you, you, uh, that we also know about these patients is they often have, you know, high LPA, which we're going to talk about in another podcast. So they all, they have a, you know, very particular set of risk factors. And then I think it's just, you know, I think the, the sub-analyses that you're describing just drive home the point of how important it is to get these very special patients with recurrent MI on a high-intensity lipid-lowering therapy uh, with a PCSK9 inhibitor as soon as possible to try to uh, reduce uh, that, that cardiovascular risk. Um, so uh, just to um, end off here, uh, Sean, could you maybe give our listeners a uh, you know, clinical pearl about how you, uh, you manage a recurrent MI uh, patient uh, in the context of these new guidelines? I really try to leverage the fact that uh, these individuals are uh, are really understandably stressed by the fact that this has not just happened once, but now they're back you know, a second time. 
and uh, and so they're really motivated to try to uh, to avoid coming back uh, at least to uh, to the healthcare system on an acute basis um, uh, for you know uh, recurrent events uh, or, or or procedures. And, and so, in that context, I, I think you know presumably they're already on a maximally tolerated stat. And so it, with this residual risk that's already manifested itself once with a recurrent MI, I think to further lower uh, or mitigate that residual risk, we, we've got to get the LDL cholesterol or the non-HDL or ApoB um, you know, down as really as low as possible. And so in that context, I think the patients are sometimes desperate to, you know, what else can I do uh, to lower my risk? And, uh, and, and so here, the implementation of uh, intensification of LDL cholesterol lowering treatment, you know, ezetimibe, if it hasn't already been added, uh, and, and certainly PCSK9 inhibition uh, to get them as low as possible. That's what's been shown to be associated in the clinical trials uh, with uh, the lowest recurrent event rate. Yeah, that, that, that totally resonates with me, uh, Sean. I mean, I think I, I definitely see that in my uh, patient practice. The, the patient with a recurrent MI is certainly uh, very, very keen on, um, you know, following through with recommendations to intensely lower their LDL cholesterol and are, are frequently very open uh, to the idea of, of taking um, uh, this type of therapy. Uh, so yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, as you point out, I think the data is clear. And, and, and I think even in Europe, uh, they've, you know, have thresholds that are even stricter than ours for these types of patients with recurrent events where they're really wanting to drive down the LDL cholesterol to very, very low levels. So I definitely agree that this is a patient population um, that is one likely to adhere to this kind of therapy, and therefore we should do all we can to get them on this kind of therapy. Uh, so Sean, I want to thank you again for this uh, excellent discussion on the uh, a recurrent MI patient. Uh, I also want to thank uh, all our listeners for tuning in to the Listen to Your Heart podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussion um, today. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, and stay tuned for new releases.